Hi guys, this is Joe from the Power Records Podcast here in beautiful Toronto, Canada. I hope you're all doing fantastic out there. And this podcast is all about vinyl records, whether you collect them, maybe you sell them, maybe you trade them. This is the podcast to listen to because I talk about vinyl usually once every couple of weeks, maybe every week. Depends, you know, depends on when I have some information for you, when maybe I feel like doing it, when I can do it, all those variables. <laughs> so uh, keep listening. Um, and I just want to thank everybody all over world, all over the world, the people that love vinyl, uh, vinyl lovers. Uh, I really appreciate you tuning in and I appreciate you uh, sending out those nice emails to me. And I'd like to thank you again for listening and being a fans of the show. And you know what? I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep recording these podcasts uh, forever and ever because there's so much to talk about. Uh, and of course, I want to help you at any time, you know, that you feel that you need some help, maybe in selling your vinyl, maybe you want to buy a piece of vinyl, reach out to me and, you know, I may have the answer for you and, you know, and you don't have to pay. Isn't that great? Where do you have things for free these days? The word free, it's it's becoming uh, like extinct, isn't it? <laughs> so if you never need any assistance at all, I'm here for you. You can email me at jlcarone at simpatico.ca and I'll be more than happy to uh, assist you on anything like that. Just watched a, a Netflix uh, documentary on Sunday, last Sunday, about Millie Vanilli. You remember those guys? You know, those guys that uh, bring it on the rain and girl, you know, it's true. You know, those those songs that just were grooving songs in the 90s. Remember those uh, versions? And uh, they were great songs. And unfortunately, uh, these guys, uh, these these duo, a, a pair of Millie Vanilli that were um doing the band, doing the shows, doing the recordings, it wasn't them singing. It was somebody else singing for them. And uh, it was a big cover-up. And they were dancers, very talented dancers, but they weren't singers. Somebody else uh, did the uh, singing for them on the recording. And even, guys, even their live shows were pre-recorded. They went up on stage and they mimicked the voice voices and they became huge they their songs the those two songs became number ones their albums sold a half a million dollars worth of records sold uh, like think of it for a second and they didn't sing <laughs> so it was a big big um you know cover-up you know and um very sad story too uh, you know, one of the um, guys of the duo ended up killing themselves. And I think maybe it was accidentally overdose of drugs and alcohol from depression. And uh, believe it or not, something else I found out, which is I was just blew me away. Boney M. Remember Boney M? Um, had came up with a number of hits. They also haven't didn't record any of their uh, vocals. Somebody else did it for them. However, nobody found out about them ever until this documentary, I guess. And nobody knew about them um, doing their shows and somebody else singing. 
so strange, very, very strange. And I didn't know this, but getting back to Millie, they, it was a, a sad story. And what really kind of bothered me about the whole thing is the record producer uh, came out and admitted that they weren't singing only after they started giving him a hard time that they wanted to sing on the next record. And then he came out and, and blabbed out that they weren't the singers. And the record company denied they knew anything about it. Even after they won music awards and Grammys, they also won Grammy for the best band. And the record company knew nothing, according to them, that these guys were doing this, which I found totally unbelievable. And it just shows how much, how far greed can go, doesn't it? And how far, you know, these guys wanted to make money, money, and money. And I'm not talking not, you know, these these two guys, but the record company, they covered it up as well because they were making half a billion dollars on record sales. Crazy. But I feel sorry for those two guys that they they signed the contract. This is, I don't know if it's true or not, but when they signed the contract, they didn't know that they had to not sing and somebody else was going to do their voice. It was just sad. They put their faces on the cover of the record and that's it. And it was just an unbelievable story. So if you get a chance, um, look it up, Millie Vallely on um, Netflix and watch a documentary. Very, very interesting. Very, very sad story. But if you get a chance, have a look at it. So... How are things going with you guys in terms of selling records? I hope that you are still building up your inventory and, you know, uh, keeping track of your uh, of your records. What about if you have a rare record? Did you, did you ever think you may have a rare record? You know, these are limited pressings. And um, if you don't know, you better find out. You know, you better try Googling it. Look on Discogs and, and look if you think you may have one because... There are artists that are re- that are released limited pressings in different countries, and um, those, for instance, um, some people in the United States want a Canadian copy of a Pink Floyd record because it's a Canadian copy, and it's it'll sell more in the U.S. And some people in Europe has have asked me to send over a Canadian copy. For instance, I just sent over, thank God it's Christmas, a Queen record in Norway. Uh, even though it's available in Norway, but a guy there wanted the Canadian pressing. So you may have a rare record on your hands. Uh, some bands come out with limited collector pressings, and you may have that in your possession as well, too. If you can find them, uh, you know, you can sell them for a very good price. You know, Japan issues, for if you have a Japan issue, they uh, Beatles Japan issues, they go well. They sell very well. I, I recently sold uh, a Japan Dark Side of the Moon for about hundred dollars, and um, it because it was a Jan, Japan pressing. There's always going to be interest in rare and unusual records. So if your sales aren't going that great, maybe you can dig a little deeper and buy a rare record and sell it for a higher price. And it you know it may go like anything that is Beatles or Elvis that is rare sells you know a lot. 
And if you have records that have posters, you know, and booklets in them, uh, calendars and pictures, these sell at a much higher price. For instance, if you have the Abbey, or sorry, the Beatles White Album, the original with photos, it tends to go for $150, $160, maybe more uh, for some of the pressings, right? So, you know, um, I'll give you another example. For instance, if you have... Uh, a Beatles Please Please Me record, the UK Black Gold label. It sold uh, years ago, and this I'm talking maybe 10 years ago, for about $5,500. Um, a, a rare Stones promotional uh, uh, LP will sell for thousands of dollars right now, something that is very rare like that. Uh, Dead Weather, an alternative rock band, uh, sold back about 10 years ago for about $3,200. I'm not saying you may have any of these, but it's good to check out something, especially if you inherited a record collection from one of your um, relatives, or if your dad or your uncle from the, you know, and they had a collection from the 60s or the 70s, they may have something rare in their possession. So be very careful um, when you are selling, that you don't sell it for a low price. It could be worth hundreds, maybe thousands of dollars. A lot of the dead artists, and it's sad to say, but a lot of the dead artists um, sell really very well. The Nirvana original record, original pressings, sells for a lot of money right now. You can't get it for under $100, original pressing of Nirvana. Uh, you know, uh, Hendrix and, J- and Joplin's, Jim Morrison records, they all sell extremely well. Uh, and they sell for over $50, $60 because just who they are. They are deceased. Uh, they're from years and years ago and they're popular records. So if you have anything like that in your possession, just check it out. Be careful when you sell them. So if you need any help on this, guys, again, you could always email me at jlcarone at simpatico.ca and I'll be more than happy to help you about it. So guys, keep at it. Keep collecting those vinyl records over and out and we'll talk to you soon.